The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Kat Sadler, and it sure is a beautiful day. After such a bleak year, it's time for some joy, and I cannot wait for you to hear my fresh and fun new show. I crack open about mom life, relationships, wellness, and beauty, all the things. Plus, I have provocative conversations with some of the most fascinating and famous faces in pop culture. I'm here to lift you up and make you think. Check out It Sure Is a Beautiful Day with me and you every Tuesday. It's Mariana, and welcome back to the Life with Mariana podcast. This episode is all about human design and types and understanding and reading your chart and your energy. So I got a reading with Fiona a few months ago, and it was so informational for me to learn about my energy and why I do certain things. I just intuitively felt like I understood these things about myself, but it really just explained to me even more about why I am the way that I am. So in this episode, we'll talk about understanding human design, how to read your chart, all the types explained, and how it can help your life. So if you guys want to hear from Fiona, keep listening. And before we get into the episode, be sure to subscribe to my podcast because I've got new episodes every Tuesday. Before we get into the episode, I just have to tell you guys that Summer Friday's new Midnight Ritual Retinol is here. This is our brand new retinol and it just launched. And so far the reviews have been so incredible. So we actually gave this product to some of our community members about six to eight weeks before launch. So they had a few months to try it out. And I want to share with you some of their reviews. One says, this new retinol is perfect for my nighttime routine. It's super gentle for my sensitive skin. I've been using it three times a week since I received and my skin feels smoother, softer, and I have less texture spots. I will absolutely repurchase. And if you want to know a little bit more about retinol, go back and listen to last week's episode. I had a board certified dermatologist on to tell you all about retinol when to use it in your routine, how to start using it, and all of the amazing benefits. So our retinol is incredible because it's gentle yet effective and it is clinically tested for sensitive skin. So if you're new to retinol or maybe you've tried it before and it hasn't worked for you, hopefully this one will. As always with Summer Friday's products, it is vegan, cruelty-free, and in sustainable packaging. Midnight Ritual Retinol is available now at summerfridays.com and at Sephora. Now let's get into the episode. I recently just got my chart read with you. And I didn't really know much about this. So for somebody's listening that they don't know what human design is, what exactly is it? So the way I describe human design is that it is a framework to help us better understand ourselves. So I really see it as a tool that can provide us a bit of a unique map that's going to help guide us through the world in a way that we can create the greatest success for ourselves and that we can do that with the least amount of resistance. To give a bit of context as to how that works, it's A framework that brings together a bunch of ancient systems. So it takes elements of astrology, combines them with aspects of the I Ching, which is an ancient Chinese text, parts of the Vedic chakra system, and then the Kabbalah. So it brings all of these things together. It looks at it through a lens of quantum mechanics, which is essentially the study of matter and its interactions with energy. And it gives us a bit of a framework and a map to be able to look at the way that we operate in the world as an individual and the way that our energy operates. And how do you figure out what your design is? Like, I know I submitted my time of birth, place of birth. So it's similar to astrology in that sense. So it's going to be based on your time and place of birth. It's looking at the positioning of the planets in the sky at the time that you entered the world. And from that, we calculate a chart. So it is really similar to astrology in that sense that each individual is going to have a unique chart. 
And there are millions of different combinations of what your chart can look like as well. And then what are some of like the basic human design? I don't know how you use the types, I guess. What are they? Mm -hmm. Okay, so we've got five main types. The first thing that you look at when you start to go into your human design is your energy type. So there's five overarching types. We have manifestors who are around 9% of the population. And manifestors are the people that are here to provoke us, to initiate and to kind of push us out of our comfort zones and into a new way of being. So they're really the people who are helping drive us forward. We then have projectors who are around 20% of the population. And projectors, we often refer to as the guides. They're the people who have this kind of unique vantage point of being able to see how we can improve upon things. We then have generators and manifesting generators who are quite similar in their energy. There's a few differences between the two, but each of these types make up 35% of the population. And generators are the people that are really light and really joyful and here to really bring things to life. They're the, th- they're the people who are here to see things through to fruition and get things off the ground and get people on board with things. And then finally, we have reflectors who are these very rare people that have entirely open energy centers and reflectors are about 1% of the population and they are here to reflect back to us what is working, what is not working and where some of our attention and focus might be needed for improvement. So let's just say you decided to get this reading, you find out your energy type, what's the purpose of this or what can we do once we find this information out? Mm -hmm. So many things. It's something that can be applied to so many different areas of your life. It's understanding what you might need for yourself in relationships. It's understanding what might be the optimal environment for you to work in, the optimal kind of jobs for you to go after based on the way in which your energy operates. It can give you insight into your best decision-making processes, insight into, you know, the ways in which you might approach goals for yourself to create the greatest success. It really is something that can be applied to any area of your life. And myself, I work as a holistic coach and I work with people across all different aspects of the human experience. And human design really is the tool that kind of threads through everything that I work on with people. It really can be applied just in so many different ways. And how do you think of energy or how would you describe what energy is and like how is it different amongst these different types? So my kind of personal philosophy on energy or the way that I think about it is that everyone and everything in this world is made up of energy. So how do we create the energy that's required for the life that we desire? So if we think about what it is that we want to create for ourselves, how does it actually feel to be in that space and what energy is needed for us to be able to move towards it and to take action to lead us in that direction? And human design is really, the whole framework is built around exploring energy and understanding energy and understanding what leverages it for you, what feeds it, what drains it, what takes you out of alignment and really impacts your energy in a negative way. So it really is, essentially a practice to help us create what it is we desire for ourselves in that in that sense. I think it was really helpful because a lot of it I felt like when we went through my chart, it was things I intuitively knew about myself. Mm-hmm. And then I could just hone in on these things even more because I was like, oh, I'm already doing a lot of this. But now knowing this is really like what my chart says that I am. So when I'm doing these right. things, it's really in alignment with the way that I was already intuitively feeling. And one of the things that I think was really helpful to go over was the decision making process. What are like the different decision-making ways yeah. people do these for these different energy types? Yeah. So there's we refer to your decision-making process as your authority in human design. There's eight different authorities. And 
The first thing to know is that human design really operates on the belief that the body is here to guide and the mind is here to implement, that our intellectual intelligence is so, so great that we're always going to be able to rationalize any option in front of us, any decision that we might make, and that the body is always going to be the thing that is able to guide us in the direction that's going to have the most ease and the most alignment. And so each different authority relates to a different energy center of the body. The most common authorities that we see are emotional authority, which are people that need to go through a bit of a process of getting to a place of clarity. This might mean going through emotional highs and lows before they come back to a neutral space and getting really clear in the body on what feels best for them. We then have uh, people with sacral authority, which is really tuning into the gut response. And this is a, an authority that is really instant. It's in the moment. It's when something presents to you, your body tells you straight away, yes or no. And um, we then have splenic authority, which is more of an instinctual, quieter kind of intuitive knowing, a voice that might come to you in certain times and spaces or when you're doing certain activities of just these moments of real clarity of, oh, this is what I need to do. And then we have something called projected authority, which is like the people that really need to speak out what it is that they're going through to come to a place of clarity. And it's not about seeking advice from another as such or using the mind. It's about hearing yourself speak things out loud. And in that process, it creates clarity for you. It's really helpful because I knew for me myself, when I want to decide something, I just know almost like intuitively instantly like I know in my gut that this is either the right choice or it's not the right choice mm -hmm. and I couldn't verbalize it before and I'm like I don't know I just know and it was yeah. like this feeling in my like gut that I could just make this split decision I didn't need to go through the process of talking it out or talking through it with other right. people yeah. so I love that I could be like okay it's because I just am like this and it was so great to know and so it was so interesting for me to figure out so if someone doesn't know the time they were born. Is there a way that they could still figure out their chart and get this information without having all of like the insights into like maybe their birth details? Yeah, I mean, oftentimes it can be, we can narrow things down to a window of time and we can go through a bit of a process of elimination. So we'll start with the day that someone was born and the location, and then we can play around with the different, looking at the different energy types, see what resonates the most. Oftentimes you'll see that the the key aspects of a chart won't really change too much throughout the day. And it's when you get down to some of the more detailed aspects of a chart that they, they do start to change every 10 to 15 minutes or so. So the narrower of a time window that we can get, the better, but there is ways of working around it for sure. And then with human design, how can we use this to best reach our goals? And if we're setting goals for ourselves mm -hmm. and like figuring out what process is best for us? Mm -hmm. So each energy type has what we call a strategy and your strategy is going to be your most aligned way to approach goals for yourself or your most aligned way to create success in whatever it is that you're looking to achieve. Majority of the energy types actually have a strategy that goes a little bit against what we're taught in the mainstream in society. We're kind of taught that if you want something, you take action and you go after it. Yet a lot of the energy types are designed to be a little bit more receptive and a little bit more open to allowing opportunities to present. So, for example, generators and manifesting generators have the strategy to respond, which means they're really people who are here to live in response to the world and not to have to chase and not to have to initiate and not to have to push and force things, but to yeah be able to be in this receptive state of allowing opportunities to come to them. 
And then in contrast to that, manifestors, for example, are people who have a strategy to initiate. So they are the people that are, that are designed to really go after something and take action. So it varies based on energy type. And something that I love that I've actually implemented since we chatted was about movement, nutrition, and our energy throughout the day. And for mm -hmm. my specific type, something that you taught me was if I haven't used all my energy up in that day, I'm probably butchering how you explained it to me, but if no, I haven't no. used it all that day, I'm restless at night or I might not be getting as good of sleep because it's like my type, I need to use up all my energy throughout the day. And so mm. what I've started doing now is when I first wake up in the morning, doing like a workout first thing, instead of waiting till later in the day, and then maybe I don't get time to it. And then I have this energy that I didn't use throughout the day. So by shifting this in my own schedule, knowing that my rest will be better and I'll be better throughout the day if I'm using up all my energy throughout the day, I'm making sure to prioritize this in the morning versus not. So can you explain a little bit more about this and how people can use this in their own like wellness and well-being? Human design really is an incredibly detailed system. And what you're referring to there is the way in which a generator's energy will operate. So each energy type, we can look at day to day, how does our energy support us and serve us? So generators are the kind of people that have this really consistent and reliable energy source day to day to get things done. And it means exactly what you're saying, that it, it will feel really good in the body to use up all of that energy in really satisfying ways. And you may have trouble sleeping if you get to the end of the day and your energy hasn't gone to good use. Whereas projectors, reflectors, and manifestors all have what we call an open sacral center. And so that same kind of energy that takes you through the day isn't as reliable for some of the other energy types. They might have like these surges of energy that come for a couple of hours and then they have a crash. So it's more unreliable and inconsistent. And therefore, it might mean that they, they need to plan their day a little bit differently to yourself. You can probably operate in a way, yeah, really reliable day in, day out that you know what your energy is going to be like from one day to the next. Whereas projectors are known as people that need a lot more rest. I know a lot of projectors that sleep nine hours a night who feel like they need that who will have periods during the day of, you know, just they're resting, they're, they're not in work mode. Whereas for yourself as a generator, you'll be able to probably stay in this space of keeping your mind switched on and keeping focused on something for a really long period of time. I just kind of assumed that like everybody felt the same every day. And I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, why can't you do all this in a day? Like one of my friends, she's like, well, I just like, I'm not in the mood to do this right now. And I'm like tired. I'm like, how do you, why are you tired? You slept all night last night. Like, I don't understand. And it's because ener everyone's energy type is different. Even if you're well rested, you had a good night of sleep, you have time to do it, but it's just like whatever you are feeling that day or whatever, like your energy type is that you can't like mm -hmm. is you, your just body isn't meant to to do it so how can we use this information to be more productive to have better work days to make the mm -hmm. most of our our working hours mm -hmm. so for the people that don't have the reliable energy source like yourself this is projectors manifestors reflectors the the key thing that i suggest is really honoring the body when it tells you it needs to rest the more that you're trying to push through those energy crashes let's say the, the more you're prolonging that time frame before your energy comes back again. So it's really everything in human design is about tuning into the body and really listening to its cues. So for the people that have more inconsistent energy, it's about really honoring the rest that's needed and trying to set up your schedule in a way that allows for that. How can you build more flexibility into your schedule? For generators, it's 
it's kind of the opposite, I guess. It's being able to, you have the energy that you can really rely on day in, day out. But there's another aspect of the chart that we can look to, which is whether the idea of fluidity or structure feels good in the body. For half of the population, it's going to be fluidity, and for the other half, it's structure. So for people that structure feels good, it might mean meal planning and prepping. It might mean committing to a morning routine that happens at the same time every day in the same order every day. Whereas for those who have the aspect of the chart that speaks more to fluidity, it might be setting intentions for yourself, but allowing a little bit of freedom in the way that they happen. So it might be you're looking to implement a meditation practice, but therefore it's not holding yourself to having to do that at the same time every day, but taking the cues from the body of when is the right time for me to do this today okay, I have the intention of doing this at some point tomorrow, but I'm going to tune in and listen to when it's the right time for me to take, to take action on it. And how can we use this in relationships, whether it's a working relationship or a romantic relationship? Is it good to kind of figure out what the closest people around us to, like what their types are? Yeah, I mean, I find this so unbelievably helpful. I know the charts of most of the people in my life. And yeah, it can be incredibly useful. It there's no, there's not necessarily like any types that work better or it's not about compatibility by energy type, but we can look at a chart and see where do people have alignment? What are the skill sets and strengths that one person might carry, but they might have challenges in other areas. And we can look at, let's say it's in a business partnership. We could put two charts alongside each other and see how do these two people best support each other. And then even simple things like just understanding that the people that you in relationship with on a day-to-day basis, just they might not operate in the same way as you. The decision-making process might be a little bit different. Their way that they approach things to create success for themselves is going to be potentially different. So the more that we can understand our differences, the greater harmony we can create in working together as well. And there's a lot of positive things that I found from my chart, but there are also weaknesses as all of us have a weakness. How do we best go about not giving into like the weak areas of our chart or what maybe our negative energy things are? One of my teachers, and this is unrelated to human design, but one of my teachers really early on taught me that we only ever want to spend 10% in the shadow and 90% in the gift as much as possible. So there is always going to be benefit in looking at our challenges and looking at our shadow aspects. But the trick is to try and make sure we we have like the flip side. We know what the other side of it is. And every aspect of a chart in human design has both a shadow and a gift. So every gift that, that comes in your chart is going to have a challenge alongside it. So we can look at a chart and we can anticipate what some of our challenges might be but what it also provides for us is a bit of a map of what is the gift for that same aspect so when we find ourselves in that shadow space or we find ourselves being challenged by something we know how like we we have the tools to be able to take us to the other side of that and a good example of this is there's an aspect of the chart that's called the open mind so someone that has a mind center that is open and the shadow of this can be that you might be someone that's prone to having ruminating thoughts, that you might be someone that can get stuck in trying to figure it out. But the gift of it is that you're someone that's able to see things from multiple perspectives. You're someone that then able to really put yourself in someone else's shoes and really understand other people's experiences of certain things. So there's a huge gift in that, but the potential shadow that comes with it 
is, okay, I can see something from every different possible perspective so I can get stuck going around in circles on things. But when you find yourself in that place, it it offers this like map to be able to say, okay, I know why I have this. And actually it is really a gift and I, do, I can let this go. I don't need to get stuck in this space. I feel like I've learned so much about human design with you. And if people want to get a human design reading, where can they reach out to do this and how do you go about it? Yeah. So through my website, you can book sessions. I have an Instagram page that is Porter Human Design. And on that page, you're going to be able to figure out how to get your chart. There's a highlight there that shows you how you can get your chart, how you can find the aspects of your chart. And then, yeah, you can book a reading through the website or just follow along on Instagram to learn things about yourself. Um, and then there's apps out there as well. You can always take a, take a search in the app store. There's multiple tools available. And then the human design is part of your career. And then another part is the holistic coaching. So what is a holistic coach? So a holistic coach is essentially someone that really looks at health from the perspective of, well, there's five, five different pillars of health in the way that I approach things. So the physical is really just one part of our well-being. We then have emotional health, our intellectual health, our social health, and our spiritual health. And a holistic coach is really someone that's going to take all of those various aspects and look at the ways in which they're interconnected and really come up with strategies and plans to be able to create well-being in all of those different areas of someone's life. And what are some ways that people could start incorporating something really easy in their life that maybe they're doing three of these things every day, but not all five? Are there things that you think are helpful to all these five aspects? So we're making sure we're loving ourselves in all these areas every day. Yeah, I would say movement is a really big part of this, some kind of mindfulness practice in some way. And I don't think this needs to be the traditional, what we're taught that we need to meditate, like finding your version of meditation, what helps your mind switch off, what helps put you in a state of, yeah, letting the brain like have a moment of relax, a moment of switching off. It might be music, it might be dancing, it might be walking, it might be getting out in nature but just thinking about what is that thing that allows me to take a break as such. If you had like an ideal morning or evening routine to suggest to people where they could really be taking care of their well-being, what kind of things would you like to combine together? For me, music is a really big part of my routine. I am someone that I do operate really well with structure. So my, I have, I do have morning routines and I am someone who I find it really easy to stick to. That's not going to be the case for everyone though. So I always try and suggest to people allow themselves a little bit of freedom here on what feels best. But for me, a great morning routine is I really love gua sha. I really love dry brushing. I oil pull every morning. I have a lemon water every morning. And then music is a really big part of that no matter what. And what about your evening routine? Evening routine, I go through phases, to be honest, and it really depends on kind of where my energy is at and where, you know, what phase of my life that I'm in and what I've got going on. And I am someone who reads a lot. So my kind of wind down um, routine, I guess, generally involves reading of some sort. At the moment, I'm really into facial reflexology. And so I do a little bit of a practice of a re reflexology tool on my face while I'm reading, which is, yeah, my my way of switching myself off. I'm going to give you my morning and evening routine and I want you to, to analyze <laughs> it and tell me for my well-being, is there something you think I'm missing? 
just anything mm-hmm. I might be able to add. So in the morning, I'll just go through all the things. They might not all be for well-being, but I like to get up and make my bed because I like mm-hmm. to have a clean space because when my space is tidy and feels clean and organized, I feel less chaotic in my mind when my space looks and feels a certain way. I'm very affected by my surroundings. And if the bed is the biggest area in my bedroom and it's messy, then I'm going to feel chaotic. So I like my bed to be made. It takes two seconds. Then I'll usually drink water. I don't drink like lemon water or anything. I I drink water Mm -hmm. and then I'll do like a stretch or some sort of workout or movement in the morning, which I really like to do. And then I like to journal. I just do gratitude journal. It's five things. It only takes me a couple minutes to do, but I like to start my day with a gratitude mindset of like, I'm so grateful for all these things I get to do today instead of I have to do these things today. And then I'll wait and then I'll usually have like a coffee. And then in the morning, I usually like to listen to like some sort of podcast or audiobook where I'm learning something. So it's something nonfiction in the morning where I have some sort of value in my day. And I do all of these things before I start my work day. So I'm starting mm-hmm. my day with a routine that's not work. That's things that make me feel my best throughout the day. Then my evening mm-hmm. routine, I like to finish up my work. I dim my lights. So I'm not looking at bright lights. And then mm-hmm. I stop eating and stop drinking things usually like two hours before bed. So I just give my digestion time. A lot of times I feel like I don't get really great sleep if I'm eating too close to bedtime. And then I drink magnesium at night, every night before bed. And then mm-hmm. I try not to look at my phone. And then I'll read a fiction book before bed. So I can just kind of escape into like another world, another book, just so I'm reading something instead of reading nonfiction, which then my brain can start thinking about work and ideas and things like that. So I can kind of switch off. And then it's not my cell phone because I found that if I was on Instagram too late at night, I'd start dreaming about the last thing I just saw on my phone. So I think I do a pretty good job of like all the areas you were talking about, but is there anything I could be incorporating or anything you think is missing? I mean, you do more than a pretty good job. That's incredible. The only one thing that stands out to me, like that comes to mind is in the morning exposure to light, exposure to daylight, just to really set your circadian rhythm can really help to regulate your sleep. So within a half hour of waking up, if you can get exposure to daylight onto the skin and into the eyes, 10 to 30 minutes, and that's going to help set your circadian rhythm for the day. I I like to try to do that. I usually just open up my blinds. So I'm getting it through the window, but I know I really should be outside, outside to do it. So it's on my to-do list of things if I can get myself to be outdoors. (laughs) (laughs) It's part like, it's, it's one of the things that really makes a difference for myself. If I get outside, I notice my energy for the day is just so much clearer. Oh, I forgot to add that I meditate in the morning too. I do that too. She does everything. Okay. I really, I, I feel <laughs> like I, I, as I've gotten older, I just know like I have to do these things for myself because if I don't treat myself the best, like starting and ending my day this way, I can't do all the things in the middle of the day that I need to do. If I, because mm-hmm. if I just wake up and start working, I just feel very frazzled all day. Like I need to like bookend my day with self-care things and just have this like turn off, turn on time for myself. Because if not, then I just feel like work starts bleeding into my entire day. And I really just need to take care of myself. And when I'm not taking care of myself, then I'm like more snappy or I'm like irritated or I'm not productive. And so even if it takes a little bit out of my day to do it, it's definitely worth like it for my like energy and productivity. Mm -hmm, 100%. And I mean, I really get the impression that, and this is something that we spoke about when we did the session together, but you are someone who is so incredibly in tune with the energy of your body and you're so in tune with the way that things feel. And this is why, again, I love human design because it gives us, it almost gives us permission to listen to those cues. It like 
it, it's all the things that like we might know that we feel already, but it's once you hear it said back to you or you see it written on paper, you're like, oh, that thing I feel, yes, that is right. Like I, I really do need to listen to that and I do need to do something with that. So yeah, it's so lovely to see that you are someone that has been able to really tune in to kind of what feels best in the body. And if we operate from a place of feeling, and this is, again, when it comes back to energy, it's like, what feels best? Can we just go with that? Can we trust that, that it's really going to guide us in the right direction? That even helped me in my routines that I had morning and night where people kept saying like in, I would interview all these people on my podcast and they'd be really successful people. And they'd say, I do these things in my morning and evening routine. So I would try to do them. And it felt so forced to me and it didn't work. So it's like figuring out a morning routine that makes you feel your best, not because Mariana recommended it. And it's like, it works for her. It's like, whatever is your works best for you and like your energy, go with that. Because there were some things I was trying to do. And I was like, I feel worse after this. I don't like this. Yeah, yeah, completely. And I think there's so much information out there today. There's so much rhetoric of you should do this and you should do this and you should do that. And I always just think like every individual knows what's best for them. And I always try and take that approach in coaching as well. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm here to ask the questions for you to come to the conclusions yourself on what is best for you because yeah, our body is always guiding us. If somebody was interested in this, how would they know that they might need a holistic coach or why would somebody want to work with someone or like what are the benefits? Well, it depends on what it is that you're looking to create for yourself. I actually have a lot of people that come to me for one thing and we find we end up working on something completely different. Like holistic coaching really does mean that it it works across all areas of your life. It really is based on the belief that everything is integrated, that if something is happening over here in one area of our life, it, it's going to be impacting our relationships, which is impacting our work, which is impacting our physical health. So yeah, it, it really can be whatever kind of goal you have for yourself. I have some people I work on career coaching with. I have other people I'm working on relationships with, other people that we are taking more of a nutritional approach and looking at physical aspects. It really is, I guess, for someone who is looking just for a little bit of support and guidance to help create what it is, whatever goals it is that they have in front of them. And then I think as we think about New Year's, people are thinking about their New Year's goals and intentions they're setting for themselves. So do you have any tips for people who might be looking at what they want to accomplish in the new year? The first thing I would suggest is start now. Why wait till the new year? We're thinking about how can I use that eight weeks to set myself up to start the year feeling great is the first thing I would suggest. And then the second thing is like breaking things down into bite sizes, really looking at okay, here's the goal I want to achieve for myself. What does that mean in practice? What does that mean starting tomorrow? What are the steps that are going to take me towards that? And how can I make it as small and digestible as possible? And if we think about the greatest way to achieve success for ourselves and whatever goal it is we're going after is first and foremost by building our belief in ourselves and building our sense of value that we can actually achieve the thing that we have in front of us. The way we can build that confidence is with small wins. So you have a big goal, look at the way that you can break it down as much as possible so that you can have these kind of smaller wins that are going to build your confidence over time and keep you on track. That's amazing advice. I want to end on if you have any quotes or mantras that you live by. I do. I I really love Maya Angelou as someone to read and listen to. She has a quote, do the best you can until you know better. And then when you know better, do better. That's a great one. And that to me just speaks of growth. And that is the way that I like to approach my life is always looking to grow. 
Amazing. So well, where can everyone find you if they want to do readings with you or for coaching? Yeah, I think the easiest place is to head to Porter Human Design on Instagram. And otherwise, my website is porter11211.com. It's the zip code of where the business was founded. And yeah, and then I'm on Instagram personally as well at Fiona Bicknell. Amazing. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.